0: Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, a first look at the Eagles' Monday night matchup this coming Monday night against the Washington Commanders. Also, I got some thoughts about Devontae Smith and his involvement in the offense, and a current look at the Eagles' playoff picture in the NFC. The season ended today. Who do we think they would play in the second round of the NFC playoffs? That's coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles. Your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to a Tuesday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Lockdown Eagles. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my Lockdown Eagles listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Lockdown. On today's edition of the show, I want to first take a look at this Eagles Monday night matchup against the four and five Washington commanders. It's a very different looking commanders team than the last time the Eagles saw this football team. The last time the Eagles saw Washington week three, they pretty much saw the 2020 version of Carson Wentz. The Eagles sacked Wentz nine times in that football game. It was a complete blowout. Jalen hurts dominated Down the field, touchdowns to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Quez Watkins was drawing pass interference plays deep. The offensive line looked great. It was just a pure dominant performance from both sides of the football as Carson Wentz was not able to get revenge. And although this game, again, it's a very different looking team and it's a better team, right? The commanders with Carson Wentz, they were two and four. Since Wentz went down with that thumb injury, Taylor Heineke has led them to a two-and-one record, four and five, only a half a game back from a wild card spot. The San Francisco 49ers currently hold a final spot in the NFC playoffs at four and four with that seven seed. So, you know, it's a very different looking team. It's a better, more controlled looking team, but it does kind of take away from the excitement of what this game presented before when I bought tickets to drive down to Philadelphia to see, and I'm still going to be there. And again, it's still a big matchup between two division rivals, one fighting for a bye week the other one fighting for a playoff spot, but to not have Carson Wentz under center and to have this be Taylor Heineke, a little anticlimactic because although that week three matchup, it was great to see the Eagles dominate Wentz and not have their former franchise quarterback, stick it to them in a way, the fact that, you know, He's not going to be at Lincoln Financial Field. This is the true revenge game where he's going to be playing in front of all of the city of Philadelphia. To see if he was going to get booed, to see if there was any, like, you know, when I was at the game against the Jaguars, the announcer over the loudspeaker at the stadium welcomed Doug Peterson back. And, you know, they showed the statue and the Super Bowl banner on the big screen. Was curious to see if they were going to do anything like that for Carson. So to not have him in this game definitely takes away a bit of, you know, the entertainment value. But again, it's still a really good game against, honestly. Again, there you remove the Wentz storyline, but it's a better commander's team. You know, Taylor Heineke, you can still go after him. You can still force turnovers, as the Eagles have all year. The number one team in turnover differential in the entire NFL. Taylor Heineke has thrown an interception in all three starts. But at the same time, they do feel more controlled. It feels a kind of key, better utilizes all his weapons. I'm a fantasy owner of Curtis Samuel, and he has been dominant for me lately. They beat the Green Bay Packers. They beat the Indianapolis Colts. Not world-beating teams, obviously disappointing in 2022. But, you know, overall, they just look like a more complete team since Carson Wentz went down. And uh, so it's going to be a good test. Again, Washington is just on the cusp of being a playoff team it's kind of crazy considering how up and down the nfc east has been over the last what five six years that all four teams in the division have a chance of being in the postseason this year it really is crazy and washington is looking like they might get chase young back too, their former second overall edge rusher a couple years back one of the best young pass rushers in the league going up against Jordan Maialata so they're getting him back potentially for reinforcements it's going to be a really good game on primetime football Um, the crazy thing about this game too when it comes to Wentz and Heineke and that quarterback storyline let's say you know hopefully the Eagles win this game right And this isn't the trap game where the undefeated season ends but Washington if they make the playoffs right let's say Heineke Maybe they lose this game. Maybe they beat the Eagles, or let's say they keep winning, though, and they keep staying alive, and they stick with Heineke over Carson Wentz when he comes back from that injury that was expected to be four to six weeks. We're around the four-week mark right now. Maybe Carson doesn't come back and take that job, and the crazy part is this is probably it for Wentz, right? I mean, you look at the Colts was seen as that second chance to play under Frank Reich, and although, you know, he had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions, definitely didn't play up to the standard the Colts had expected, of course, cost him a playoff game, a playoff appearance in that last game against Jacksonville. He comes to Washington. I thought he had the best weapons that he's ever had with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. And he hasn't been good with the commanders either. He's had bright spots, but again, it's that consistent Wentz roller coaster. This was really, I think, that last hurrah where a team was willing to spend multiple draft picks, two-thirds, to see if Wentz could still be a franchise quarterback. Not to say Carson Wentz won't ever be a starter again after this year, even if Taylor Heineke keeps the starting job for the remainder of the season and they keep fighting for the playoffs, but I feel like this is the last chance where a team asks the question, can Carson Wentz be the guy, not just a guy? After this, is it just a bridge, like quarterback for a team that, you know, drafts a young player that needs development, right? Like, let's see if he's in a situation like the Tennessee Titans, where Ryan Tannehill at this point, I think is a placeholder for a very raw Malik Willis, but we know eventually Malik Willis is going to be the guy. They're going to give him that opportunity. I wonder if Carson Wentz is going to be that guy after this year, unless he comes back and he takes over for Heineke and he leads Washington to the playoffs. I think that's the reality that he's facing, and I wonder with Carson if he's willing to do that. You know what I mean? With Wentz, I do question how much he loves football now, and it's very reasonable to understand why the passion might have been kicked out of him. He's gone through a lot through seven years in this league. I do wonder if Wentz isn't a franchise quarterback, and maybe some of you would call this selfish. You know, Who knows? Um, I wonder if he'd be willing to even be a bridge quarterback that you know has a job for three to four weeks and then loses it every year, even a backup quarterback. I, I do wonder if he would do that or just hang it up. It's going to be interesting to see what his future is. Um, and it's interesting to see what's going to happen with this Washington team with Taylor Heineke under center. I don't know. I mean, I would still probably prefer to play Heineke over Wentz, even though they seem like a better team and they're 2-1. and one. I'd still prefer to get Heineke because although... Carson Wentz's lows are a lot lower than almost anybody. Like when he gets out of control, it gets bad for your team. We all know that in Philadelphia. Indianapolis fans know that. Washington fans know that. I mean, we saw that week three against the Eagles. When he starts holding on to the football and trying to force things, he can get sacked nine times in a game, or he can fumble the football three times, you know, as he's done multiple times. But at the same time, I feel like the highs are a lot higher for Carson. Like we saw, week one against Jacksonville, you know, he put up numbers against Detroit, you know, whereas Heineke, I'm not afraid to have him get hot. You know what I mean? Like Heineke can make plays. You have to make sure when he breaks the pocket that you limit what he can do outside of structure. Like he's definitely a a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of wild card. You never know what you're going to get, but I think Carson Wentz is that to another level. So although they're two and one with Heineke and they were two and four with Wentz, I would I prefer, and again, I I love the storyline of Wentz coming back to the link, but I think for the Eagles' chances at a win, in either way, they're going to be the heavy favorite regarding of the quarterback, but regardless of the quarterback, I still would rather have Heineke playing in this matchup over Carson Wentz. I want to take a look at the playoff picture coming up next because Washington's fighting for a spot. The Giants are in a playoff spot right now. The Cowboys, the Eagles are trying to hold on to this one seed and the division lead against those three teams. And I want to take a look at halfway through the year, what are we looking at? If the season ended today, who are some of the matchups, the potential opponents for the Eagles' first matchup in the playoffs? That's coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm never going to recommend something more to you guys than Better Help right here on Locked on Eagles. Life has thrown us a lot of curveballs, and it's so important to show up for yourself and take care of yourself. Letting others help is just as important. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is online therapy that will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I've been seeing a therapist now for two years, and it's really changed my life. It's changed the way I think, the way I go about crisis and stressful situations. It's made me, I feel like, more passion, passionate and patient, I should say, with myself and others. It's helped me know emotions are just kind of passing through me, and they don't control you. I'll never recommend something more than better help. It's not a crisis line. It's not health self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or your phone. Also, the great thing about BetterHelp, with therapy, you can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. They have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash Lockdown. We thank you so much for making this Tuesday edition of Lockdown Eagles your first listen, and thanks for making LOE your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes. With local experts and insight, only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. The Eagles are 8 and 0 for the first time in franchise history. They're currently holding on to the one seed halfway through the season, 9 weeks in. Of course, now it's an 18-week season. That always feels weird. I'm still in 16-game, 17-week mode with the NFL, of course. I think most of us will be for a while still. But taking a look at the Eagles' playoff picture, they're still holding on to the one seed, and it sounds weird to say still holding on when they're undefeated, but They got to keep stacking wins. They need to make sure they take down Heineke and Washington on Monday night. They really can't afford a hiccup. I mean, a loss isn't going to kill them. They still have a very easy schedule. They're to me the easily easily the best team in the NFC right now. I think they're going to get the one seed. But you've got the Minnesota Vikings behind you, only at seven and one, just a game and a half back with a tiebreaker, if you will. The Seattle Seahawks are six and three. The Dallas Cowboys are right behind you in the NFC East and six and two. So are the New York Giants, and their schedules are pretty easy as well. Those matchups against those teams later on in the season, they're going to be huge. You still got to play the Giants twice. You got the Dallas Cowboys again on Christmas Eve, and that's going to be, I imagine, against Dak Prescott. So the Eagles got to keep stacking wins, but right now, they're still pretty comfortable in that one seed undefeated a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way you've got the head-to-head tiebreaker on Minnesota you've got it right now on the Dallas Cowboys I think although the Giants are six and two and you play them twice you're clearly a superior team than New York New York has six wins but all of them have come within one possession they're a very well coached team they're good at closing out football games they're opportunistic on defense they're a great running team they're very much like the 2021 Eagles but You know, kind of like I was talking about with Washington and with Heineke right now, I'm not scared Daniel Jones is going to get hot and really destroy you and go on a tear like Jalen Hurts has been on, for instance, this season. So the Eagles are still in really good shape. If the season ended today, so of course they would have the only bye week in the NFC, and that's huge. You want the playoffs to run through Lincoln Financial Field. Who would they play, though, in the second round if the season ended today? So the playoff matchups in the NFC, they would be Minnesota against San Francisco, they would be Seattle against New York, and they would be Tampa Bay against Dallas. So if I were to do a quick prediction there, I think Seattle beats New York, so the three-seed wins. I think Dallas beats Tampa Bay, probably, right? So the five-seed beats the four, so you'd be playing Dallas. But now you have that matchup of Minnesota and San Francisco. I think although Minnesota's 7-1, and one, they are one of the most talented offenses in football. They're a pretty good team that the Eagles, by the way, destroyed week 2 on Monday night football. You know, they're they're still a good team, but honestly, if the San Francisco 49ers get healthy, I think they're a better football team than Minnesota. I think they're one of the most talented rosters in the league. You add Christian McCaffrey now to that offense, is Jimmy Garoppolo ever going to destroy you? No, but um, with a well-coached offense as well and defense under Demico Ryan's and Kyle Shanahan, I think San Francisco would probably go to Minnesota and win that football game. So you might play Dallas if you know Minnesota won, but right now if the season ended today, I would predict the Eagles would host the 49ers in the second round. And that's a tough matchup. Uh, it's the ideal matchup based on quarterback play, right? You'd rather play Jimmy Garoppolo than a Tom Brady or a Dak Prescott. But either way, I'd rather not play San Francisco than those other other teams in the first round based on how good their roster is on both sides of the ball. I really like their coaching staff. They made the NFC title last year. They've made a Super Bowl and an NFC title in the last three years. That's not an ideal first opponent in the divisional round. No matter what, you're going to play a good team in a second round of you know any playoff. But that's not an ideal scenario. We would definitely be rooting for Minnesota, I think. So you have a chance of playing either the Giants or the Cowboys. Although the Giants and Cowboys are really good this year, I still do not respect or i should say i don't fear them with their at their ceiling as much as a team like san francisco like even tampa bay teams that over the past few years have made deep playoff runs and i think it's so huge for the eagles this year that teams like tampa bay and you know la for instance the rams the packers that those teams don't look as good because those teams at their peak their ceilings over the last few years very very good teams compared to what i think dallas is at their ceiling new york at their ceiling i think it's a and i've said on the show before i think it's a nice trade-off to you know yeah it stinks that you have three good teams in your division you got to deal with it makes you uncomfortable even at eight zero. but i'd much rather you know i'd rather trade off having tampa bay not be great and the rams and the packers and the 49ers deal with injury issues in this conference and I'd, I'd take that and have the Cowboys and Giants be good. I think this is still an ideal scenario for the Eagles in the NFC. Hopefully, though, they don't have to play a team like San Francisco in the second round. I think that's who it would be, though, right now if the season ended today. But it doesn't. The Eagles are halfway through the season. They got to keep stacking wins. It starts again this Monday night against the Washington Commanders. I got some thoughts I want to get into as we wrap the show coming up next on wide receiver Devontae Smith. And his involvement in the offense, specifically in one area of the field. So I'll get into that coming up next, right here on Locked On Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports. I love playing daily sports fantasy when it comes to Prize Picks. You know, I got my traditional league, but it's really nice to to spice it up. And that's what Prize Picks does because this is how it works: you pick two to five players, and if they're going to score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. Going up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing, by the way, against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. picks offers projections on any sport you watch. Of course, you can bet on the Eagles in the NFL, the 76ers in the NBA, the Philadelphia Phillies before the MLB season tragically ended for the city of Philadelphia, the NHL, the PGA Tour, college football, men's college basketball, I mean, they have everything at Prize Picks women's college, basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, you know, cricket, disc golf. Trust me, if you're a big sports gambler, Prize Picks is the site for you. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe invest withdrawals as well. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. All you got to do is download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, PrizePix is going to give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will get you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I'm Louis DiBiase. We're wrapping up this Tuesday edition of Locked on Eagles. Thank you so much for making Locked Eagles your first listen each and every day. Wrapping up the show, I want to get into uh, Devontae Smith real quick in the season he's having so far in 2022. Overall, he's had some big games, and he's on a pretty solid pace. Right now, Devontae Smith through eight games. He's got 40 catches for 442 yards and two touchdowns. So he's on pace for... You know, around 900 and, let's see, doing some math now. Again, I got to get used to the 17-game schedule. He's on pace for over 900 yards receiving. He's going to surpass what he did as a rookie last year. He had 64 catches for 916 yards. He's on pace to have over 80 catches right now. And over that 916-yard total from his rookie year, which set the record for most receiving yards in Eagles history from any rookie receiver. So he's still having, you know, a really solid season. He had that huge game the last time they played Washington, week three. Week two, he was really good against Minnesota. He carried the load against Arizona through the air in that, you know, huge roller coaster matchup against the Cardinals in the desert. So Devontae has You know, he's had his games for sure this year. But one area I would like to see more of from number six, and I don't know if it has to do with really, you know, the fact that he's not getting open. I think he's absolutely creating separation in this area. I think he's just not getting opportunities for different reasons. I want to see Devontae Smith more make plays down the field on the second and third level against the defense. Because right now, Devontae Smith is averaging just 11.1 yards per reception. That's 2.2. Uh, A 3.2, I should say, yards less per catch than last year's average of 14.3. He's 73rd this year in yards per reception. Of course, you know, that number is a little misguided because there's some players involved there that don't have nearly as many targets or receptions as Devontae, but it goes to show like he's not among the top half of the league in yards per reception. Um, Again, 3.2 yards less than his average last year. And there's still, of course, a lot of time, but I would love to see Devontae Smith get more involved um, down the field. And of course, like this isn't like a huge concern. This isn't like a huge red flag about Devontae or about the offense, what it's lacking, right? I mean, you've seen the Eagles are one of the best teams in the league this year when it comes to explosive plays in the passing game. So who cares really who does it as long as the team is getting that kind of production? It's mostly from A.J. Brown, right? Hasn't been much of Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins, but they are getting it, so it's not a huge concern. And also in this offense with so many mouths to feed, there's going to be lulls for everybody. I mean, everybody's had their blow-up game. Dale Scott last week, A.J. Brown the week before, Devontae against Washington and Minnesota, A.J. Brown against Detroit, Miles Sanders even against Jacksonville. So there's going to be lulls. I mean, that's just par for the course as well. And I even like that they're using him in the slot more and they're using him in more short yardage situations, trying to get him in space more than they did last year. So there's a lot of positives still and, and reasons you shouldn't be concerned about this. But I do feel like Smith is just as good as any wide receiver in football when it comes to making plays down the field. And I want to see him just get more opportunities to do that. Like last week, for instance, it was just a matter of timing. The first play of the game, Devontae Smith in the slot, he burned his defender and he had it was a 90 would have been like a 92 yard touchdown wide open, but Jalen Hurts had to flush the pocket to the right and he did not see Devonte. So some of it's just, you know, him and Hurts not being on the same page at times. Some of it's schematic. Some of it's, you know, where they're using him compared to AJ Brown um, and, you know, again, preferences of what they're trying to do. They've used him a lot more in the screen game this year and, you know, over the middle of the field. And Hertz is just, you know, targeting Brown more. That's where I I want Smith to get more involved. I'd like Hertz to just give Smith more opportunities, whether it's a contested catch, whether it's giving him more deep routes, because he's really good. I mean, we saw the last time they played the commanders, he mossed Kendall Fuller multiple times. I mean, skinny Batman, he might be skinny, but he's one of the Best receiver is still at going up and high pointing the football. His length and body control is absolutely incredible. And last year, Smith had the most deep targets of twenty plus yards down the field without a single drop. So the production, the proof is in the pudding. I just want to see him get more of those opportunities. The sky isn't falling. He's still been very productive this year. That's just one area of the offense where I'd like to at least see Devonte get you know more opportunities. Again, the Eagles are still. Doing it downfield. Uh, I just I would like to see, you know, Devontae and even Quez Watkins get, um, you know, not many as many opportunities as AJ Brown, but definitely more than they're getting for sure. I just noticed that stat earlier today about Devontae and kind of thinking about his role. And, um, you know, hopefully there's more breakout games for number six in the future. Could be against Washington again, Monday Night Football. We'll see. We've got another show for you tomorrow to preview the game. Thursday's crossover Thursday with locked on commanders. Friday as well. We've still got three more shows for you downloaded into your phone on all podcast platforms, on YouTube as well. And make sure you always hit us up on Twitter, Talking Birds all throughout the day, at Lockdown Birds and at Dibiase, L-O-E. But I'm going to sign off for now. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure your second listen is the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your shows. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. Lockdown Eagles, and let's go birds.